Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hearing on offthehooksports.com, your home for real news, real opinions, cool. and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. The Off the Hook podcast at offthehooksports.com. Sports.com or Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or wherever you go for your favorite podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Off the Hook with Dave Hooker starts now. Off and running on this beautiful Tuesday or whenever you happen to be listening. I know a lot of people go back and listen because there's not a lot of newsy stuff going on now, but we do have uh, news today as far as Tennessee as they bounce back from losing Carnell Tate. No great surprise they didn't get Tate, but I thought Ethan Stone had a great piece about guys that could fill in for a loss like Tate. Also coming up on the program today, Kata Geta, just because I like saying his name, from Saturday Down South. That's Irish, Amanda. So I – okay. I, I look forward to having him on a breakdown of Jimbo Fisher's salary, and it is oh, absolutely gosh. in – Insane. I had no idea it was that crazy. Please set your notifications on Twitter, Facebook, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. And we would love for you to subscribe to the uh, YouTube channel. It's free and there's free sneak peeks on there before we drop them at offthehooksports.com. So go to offthehooksports.com. A lot to get to. Amanda, how are you with the purple lipstick? You pull that off much better than Ethan. That's pretty strong. I don't know. Ethan Ethan showed me last night and he looked he looked pretty good. But I'm yeah. doing well. How are you? I'm well. Ethan, uh yes or no, have you ever worn lipstick? Absolutely not. Hard no. Lies. Have you ever worn makeup at all? No, have not. Lies. Yeah. Okay, I I, I wore make I, I, yeah, I wore lipstick once when I told my daughter that at a slumber party, it's funny when the first person falls asleep to draw all, all over them. I'm in her friend. She, she drew all over me. Yeah. And then, yeah, I've done some TV work. So I had to get uh, makeup up. It was, it does take off about 10 years though. It was, <laughs> yeah. I was about 36 and it looked like I was about 26. I was like, 
I could, there are some TV guys that just keep wearing makeup full time, which is extremely, like, that will just go about and they will just continue to wear their makeup from appointment to appointment. But anyway, we've got something, <laughs> we've got oh. something good. You've never seen that? Some is guys it Herb Street? That, I'm just asking. I was talking about local, so I'm not going to get myself in trouble. Oh. Uh, local Knoxville, but anyway. Nevertheless, we shall move on. We've got a lot of news uh, breaking down today. I mentioned Connor O'Gara as well. And um, I was talking to Chris Landry on Chalk Talk, and you can check that out on offthehooksports.com. And I said the greatest junior college player, and there's been a lot of them, that I covered personally was Alvin Kamara. Here's a guy who gets run from Alabama, goes to JUCO. You got to think he's the problem, right? And he comes to Knoxville, should have gotten the ball more, and just smiles and doesn't complain, goes on the NFL. Now, I know he's he's had a serious accusation lately, and we'll see how that shakes out. But um, point is, Chris Landry came up with a much, much better one. And I'm, I'm going to tease it a little bit. Let's just say he's a Heisman Trophy winner. And let's just say that despite the fact that he played a long, long time ago, Ethan will easily, easily know who this is because he's a young man. He's associated with Broncos. Oh, that's a good one. I already know who we're talking about. Oh, I don't want to give anything away. Let's get uh, what's that, happening today. That should have given it away. <laughs> yeah, probably did. Oh, we're talking about OJ. Um, so... Yeah, but Broncos is in the did, car and not the team. Yeah, that was good. Did you know Thank he you. went to community college? I didn't know that. No, I, I did not know that. I didn't yeah. know anything about him until that trial, to be honest. It, but because I was really young, so yeah, that's the trial that made Larry King move from New York to L.A. Um, because he moved there just to cover the trial, and it went on for two years. So he just moved and lived there. I saw Rodeo, I saw, um, sorry, Larry King on Rodeo Drive, and uh, that guy has a gambling problem because he's lost his rear. He has nothing going on back there. Is that why yeah. he, oh my gosh, that was terrible. The thing I, I love, say, that was a good joke. Is that why he like stayed in, no. in news for we, so long, but no. Okay. We've got to get to the news, but first my Larry King impression. He talks real quiet until he goes, Ethan, who will fill in for Cardinal Tate? And then, bam, he just yells at you. Bob, from Arkansas, you're next. But I'll talk real quiet. Craft uh, Treats brings you an update of the news today. Full-spectrum CBD treat. It contains minor cannabinoids that release um, the happiness in your head. That's right. Uh, they can increase the benefits of CBD. They can take away storm anxiety, car ride anxiety. You have got to check out crafttreats.com. Crafttreats.com. They bring you a chop talk as well with Chris Landry. All right, guys. So let's go uh, through some uh, news in the day. College World Series, Ole Miss and Auburn win to advance and stay alive. Today it'll be Arkansas and Auburn at 6 o'clock, Notre Dame versus Texas A&M at 1 o'clock. And I did see a tweet of a picture of free water for volunteers, T-E-A-R-S, trolling. <laughs> Um, Ethan, if you're going to dish it out all year long, you're going to get that. I don't think Tennessee's players care. Ben Joyce joins us tomorrow, but 
that's the response you're going to get. Yeah, absolutely. You, I mean, you have to have seen this coming if you're a Vols fan. And honestly, if you're a Vols fan, you, you there's not much of a retort there. You just kind of have to see it. <laughs> <laughs> In my opinion. Amanda, should SEC fans be rooting for SEC schools at the College World Series? I know you have something coming up. So what is your take on that? Should they root for the SEC to have success? Absolutely not. You, you should root for somebody outside of your conference. It just makes sense. Those are the people that are taking your recruits and then turning around and beating you with them. Like, what is the point in rooting for other SEC teams? It doesn't make any sense. I feel very differently. We'll get into that in depth a little bit later. Uh, one of Tennessee's top linebacker targets is now less than three weeks away from announcing his college decision. 2023 linebacker Jalen Smith of Grayson High School in Loganville, Georgia, revealed on a post Sunday night on his Twitter account that he's scheduled to reveal his commitment July 10th at 6 o'clock. Uh, Tennessee Vols recruiting train just uh, keeps chugging, even though Carnell Tate uh, was not a part of it. I, I still like this class a lot and Ethan if you can run through your list of of guys that could jump in there uh, now that Carnell Tate has committed to Ohio State I I think they still have plenty of options plenty of possibilities oh definitely I mean you already got Nate Spillman obviously not exactly the headliner guy you're looking for a wide receiver but still a wide receiver in the class that you are definitely going to add to. One of the four people I talked about staying at IMG Academy is Devin Hyatt, um, son of Jalen Hyatt on the team. He seems like an obvious route, and he's been someone that Tennessee has been targeting a lot recently. you got Aiden Mizell, who we've talked about on the show before. I won't dive too much into him just because we've talked about him, but he's a Florida guy that was thought to be going to Florida that Tennessee has kind of not flipped, but – been tempting recently and then you got Aiden Williams and I mean there's there's all sorts of guys (laughs) there's there's all sorts of guys left and and so for Tennessee fans to say you know you miss Carnell Tate and then that's the end of the world I I disagree the sun's going to continue to shine and when it comes down to it Tennessee's probably going to get at least one if not multiple of these guys that I just listed agreed I think Tennessee's fine um, Notre Dame actually is the top ranked class for 2023. That shows you how early this still is. Ohio State, then Georgia. Georgia's in at number three. Now, these are updated with the running back commitment that Tennessee got over the weekend. Um, so Tennessee now is at uh, number 15 in the country, and they're looking ahead to looking ahead, and Arkansas and Georgia are above them in the sec so third in the sec 10 commitments um one five star who's that um and then as far as the four stars uh they've got four of those so way too early to be even looking at these things quite frankly but those are the recruiting uh, rankings as of now a former or current tennessee quarterback uh, hendon hooker is working with uh, former ball peyton manning at the manning passing academy uh, this week, and um, that's uh, it's turned into a, a thing. So it's something that we may cover one day. Um, it's um, it's also very very good for for networking and the like. There are high school kids there. I don't know if there are high school prospects there, but in the end, I'm not surprised Hendon Hooker 
was invited. Every quarterback command has been invited from Tennessee since since Peyton Manning's had the camp. Is that the is that the thing that Johnny Manziel got kicked out of? I can't remember. I I remember the story. I think it is, but I laughed so hard at that. Just FYI. I remember this. I can't remember. You know, they have so many camps now. I can't remember. Yeah. It was a big um, meaning camp, so I don't know. Because you're Arch- sure it, you're, oh, you're I sure was it was positive. Peyton Manning? Yeah. Archie Manning was the one that like said something about it. It was a Peyton Manning camp. Okay, yeah, here. Johnny Manziel reveals the true story behind the Peyton Manning passing camp dismissal five years ago. <laughs> Johnny Manziel took heat when he left the Manning Passing Academy early. Rumors or reports uh, said Manziel was out Friday night, didn't spend the night at the camp, and then was dismissed. I could get into Johnny Manziel's excuses, but uh, I'll let his therapist handle that. So as we continue through, Jacob Warren, our favorite that you can also see on the ball report, um, that will be its actually already on YouTube. If you want to subscribe, you'll get notice of that. But it is currently um, out there. And Jacob Warren is also happens to be on the countdown of the most important ball. So, Ethan, where are we on that countdown? Who is coming up next? Yeah, obviously Warren was yesterday at number 16. Number 15 will be, I feel like, one that will surprise people. But I, I think it makes a lot of sense. And you'll just have to wait and see. I like where you're going with 15. I like it a lot. Um, I may have a little bit of a uh, an inside peek that I had. And former Pro Bowl NFL linebacker Bart Scott did not enjoy playing Peyton Manning. Uh, he said over the weekend while appearing on ESPN radio that uh, he was much more difficult to prepare for than Tom Brady. This kind of gets back to our conversation um, yesterday. And I want to revisit that. Um, could you make an argument that Peyton Manning is is a greater quarterback than than Tom Brady? And I can make that argument. Uh, I will do so right after I tell you about Al's Nest Barbecue right there in Ottawa. Amanda's shaking her head, but Al's Nest oh Barbecue is not a food; it's a method. That's Al's Nest Barbecue. All the uh, barbecue supplies that you need they've got the wood chips they've got the rubs they've got the sauce they've got it all owl's nest barbecue right there in beautiful Ottawa. and uh here would be my argument for that before we get to the poll question by ethan stone by the way athlon picks tennessee to finish second in the sec east in 2022 uh history lesson who knows who invented first of all we all know what an h-back is right we know an H-back is the guy, for those listening, you both are shaking your head, you know. So the H-back is the guy that kind of shifts around and um, moves like a tight end, doesn't have his hand on the ground, uh, obviously is a little bit more athletic than the old 80s, 90s tight ends with their hand on the ground. Do, do we know why the H-back was invented? Anybody? It's got to be something about Peyton Manning and the style of offense he plays. It's not. It's not. No, okay. The H-back was invented to defend Lawrence Taylor. Invented by Joe Gibbs to defend Lawrence Taylor. To give help to the poor tackle because they'd line him up on either side so the H-back could shift. There was no H-back before that. 
So that's a transformative player. I believe that Peyton Manning, the way he would have two plays at the line, and everybody does that now, read the defense and make a lot of his own calls, was a transformative player. Was he as successful as Tom Brady? No. Was he as good in the clutch? No. But uh, Amanda, he, he did change the game. Everybody does that now, and I don't think that uh, Peyton Manning deserves enough credit for that, quite frankly. Kenny Stabler also changed the game, but that doesn't make him the greatest of all time. It doesn't make him better than how did Kenny St- Now, how did Kenny Stabler change the game? I'm curious. The, that rule, do you not remember when he, like, kicked the ball or something and they had to Oh, the fumble for forward that? thing? Yeah, the yes. holy roller. Yes. Well, that's a little still, different. It's still changing the game. <laughs> So Brady had to talk thing, well, I mean. Okay. <laughs> we want to get my into micromanaging Does Peyton Manning have a stronger arm than Tom Brady? Well, not now, but yes, probably during his uh, during his career. Did he have more talent? Maybe, but that doesn't make him the greatest of all time. I don't think he's well, better than Tom Brady. So, listen, don't get me wrong. I take Tom Brady, okay? I just think the argument – I think there is a decent argument to be made. I'm not saying a great argument, but I just think it's out there. I mean, he did change the way offenses are run in the in the NFL. Or in the NFL and really, him and David Cutcliffe changed the way offenses are run in college. So, yeah, I, I think that as far as transformative players over the past, say, 20 years or so um, – that you're talking about two guys at the quarterback position. One's Peyton Manning, the other one's Michael Vick. Now, Vick has opened the door for guys like Lamar Jackson and other players because of his running ability. So those two guys, I believe, have changed the game more than anybody else in this You got to put Aaron Rodgers in there, too. But what has he done? He's just incredibly talented. I I don't know that he's done anything... I, I mean, he's awesome. Don't get he's more talented than Peyton Manning. Don't get me wrong. I'm not okay. saying that. And he's been more successful. We could argue the clutch thing, probably. Either way, I don't think one is tremendously clutch like Tom Brady, but no, neither I mean, one. Yeah, Ethan, who would who would you take right now? Man, I I was thinking about this and I, I might be maybe biased because I'm a Bears fan. You got to throw Devin Hester in there somewhere. I get he's not a quarterback, but uh, talk about changing the game. I mean, kickoffs are completely different now because people were sick of kicking to him. <laughs> you know, he got caught up. I, I would 110% agree with you. If they maybe not more been. than Peyton Manning, I'll obviously not. But I mean, no. He, but I would inc- I would include him in the top trio. Yeah, if, uh, I really would. If they hadn't changed the rules for safety, now the kick returner has That's less true. of an impact. But the way he was rolling on, if they hadn't changed anything, yes, that would be my three players over the past twenty-five. That's yeah. a that's a great call out. Um, as I mentioned, Athlon picks Tennessee to finish second in the SEC East. All right, let's look around the East. Georgia's Georgia. Florida is a team that's breaking in a new coach. And they kind of fell apart last year anyway. And then South Carolina, I like them. They're cocky, <laughs> pun intended. 
And I know it's terrible. I, I do like them. Um, you know, Vanderbilt is Vanderbilt. Sure. Kentucky is is certainly got a solid program. And I used to say this all the time that you play Kentucky late in the year, you'll be better off because they don't have depth. Well, they actually do have a decent amount of depth. Lost some people in the NFL and they're still a solid roster. Um, so, yeah, when you start looking, Missouri's horrible. Yeah, if, if Are we at the point now already when we talk about expectations, Amanda, that if, if Tennessee did not finish second in the SEC East, that in and of itself would be a disappointment. Agree or disagree? Disagree. I think that it Tennessee football has been down for so long that no one's going to be upset if they just have a winning season, honestly. I think people are so tired of changing coaches, and it's just – it's always been kind of a dumpster fire for the last, what – 15 years, 14, something of that nature. I don't think anybody. Yeah. yeah, I don't think anybody is going to be upset unless Tennessee has a losing season. Ethan, I'm I'm going to disagree with Amanda a little bit here. I think that uh, Tennessee should expect to be second in the East. Now they may drop a game to South Carolina or Florida, but those two programs are going to drop a game in the SEC East. I don't think either are perfect. Um, Yeah, I think it would be a disappointment if Tennessee wasn't second in the SEC East just because of where the division is right now. I I agree 100%. I mean, just go ahead and get Georgia out of the way. We'll call Georgia a loss. Tennessee's not there yet. The Vols beat everybody else in the SEC East last year except for Florida, and this year Florida's down. So, I mean, unless Tennessee's taking a step back, they should theoretically win all those games in the east and then you know obviously the sec west games have something to do with that but if if they're beating the south carolinas the kentuckys they're really going to contend with them they should have no problem with it now it could be a 2016 situation where things just kind of end up going the ball's way and they miss out by one game but I, i i see no way that you don't beat one of you know south carolina kentucky missouri vandy i mean just running through them, florida even if tennessee loses any of those games except for maybe kentucky then i think there's a problem i agree uh the vols um uh, it, i think are the second best team in the sec east i i think right now so if they don't live up to, and i don't i think it's fairly significant especially I'd say Kentucky is the only team that can that can get close, but I would agree. I would say they're second. I would agree with that, but I would. At the end of the day, I thought about this a lot in my swing game column that you can still find on offthehooksports.com. At the end of the day, I would take, um, I would take Hooker over Levis when yeah, it comes easily, to quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, and I know they don't play each other, and wins and losses tied to quarterbacks is stupid. But don't get me started. So anyway, poll question today. Brought to you by Zul Beer Company, and I'll tell you more about that. But what was our poll question yesterday that we settled on? It's kind of a frantic Monday, so to speak. So what was our poll question yesterday, and where did we sit? Yeah, let me pull it up right now. Um, I remember it kind of came out of nowhere. It was the is Peyton is the Peyton Manning curse real or are curses fake? And I'm pulling up now to see what the 
This has to be a no. Yeah, what the things were. What do you guys think? I'll I'll give you one last chance. It was chance. 50-50. It was 50-50 oh, don't tell when I saw I was, it. No. That was no, like when she early. when she okay. saw it yesterday. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was going right to Right now 70. it is not. There is a winner right now, but I was going to go 75% no. It is 54% yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I had a feeling that would be I, I actually thought it was going to be higher for yes, to be honest what? with you. I mean, obviously, I voted no, but I thought it was going to be higher for yes. Please set your note. Please set your notifications on Twitter, Facebook, Spotify, Apple, wherever, and subscribe to YouTube for sneak peeks. A man of that poll question, uh, and we're going to come up with a new one for today. Is um, I, and I've got an idea, but it, but this is Ethan's department, so I'm, I'm going to let him handle this. But. Um, uh, Amanda Sewell Beer Company. We're talking about the type of brewery that is going to win awards and already have done so that are worldwide. Tell us about Sewell Beer. Uh, amazing brewery. If you haven't checked us out, <clears throat> please do so. We're located on East Fifth. We've been open for just over a year and a half, and we won a the gold medal in the World Beer Cup for the best hazy IPA. So it's it's a pretty big accomplishment. All right. Poll question today, Ethan. Yep. So this one, I've been very interested in this one for like a while, but I haven't. Wait, that sets the enough. wait, that sets the bar so high. No, this one is if, if I adjust it, I'm going to feel bad. You don't have to feel bad. I'm I I get over things quickly, don't worry. Okay. <laughs> I think you I think you'll like it. So I was asking a friend the other day when you're watching football on TV or I guess live too, which position group or where do you watch before the snap? And you would think it's obvious. You would think it's like defensive end or linebacker, but a lot of people go either offensive lineman or quarterback. Like some people just watch the ball or some people watch the quarterback to see the signals or like, don't like 90% of the people watch the ball. I I mean, you would, I watch the linebackers personally. What do you, so uh, uh, I watch the fronts. Yeah, yeah, I watch the fronts. Um, you know, generally the ball tends to show up in the peripheral, and then I know to to look for it. Mm. So if it's a passing play, I mean, obviously I know where the ball is going. If it's a running play, this guy joins us now. He's the best, uh, Connor Agata, just because I love saying his name. Uh, look at him styling with. Uh, he's got the he's got the beard going. Mine's all white now, Connor, and you've got the. The hat rocking man, you're a superstar. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Appreciate you having me, man. Yeah, I've I've got a little bit of the gray coming in with the beard. Oof. That's been that's been an adjustment. But you know what? I'm in my early 30s now. It comes with the territory. I'm leaning into the gray. As long as I got a full head of hair, we're good. So yeah, I'll take it. And this is the this is the old Saturday tradition hat, actually, our Big Ten site. Uh back oh, cool. Yeah, we had these hats back in like 2015. I think we came out with them. So yeah, it's every once in a while I'll be like, oh, I'll get some. That's like, what's that logo? Looks like a Michigan logo. It's like, yeah, it's kind of Michigan colors, but it's you know, it's it's on brand for our for our company. Connor O'Gara joins us now, and he is with Saturday Down South, and he got me thinking about uh, uh, Jimbo Fisher with a column he he wrote. I'm curious though. Let's let's have you take part in the poll question. Uh, so we're throwing that out there. When you watch football, what are you gravitating towards more so than than the ball, so to speak? 
I wish I could say I'm one of those people that watches the the linemen in the trenches. I, I'm I actually try and will highlight an individual player. If a Will Anderson is lined up or something like that, I want to see how he's beating his guy off the ball. But you know that's that's a little bit of a different spot because he lines up in that Jack linebacker position, so he kind of stands out to begin with. Like there's nobody else in the field that's really kind of like lined up the way that he is. I kind of like to see if a receiver is getting press coverage or something like that. If there's like a really good receiver, if he's getting, you know, a six, seven yard cushion, I think that's interesting. But for the most part, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm watching formation. I'm kind of watching what a team is is trying to do. And my eyes are mostly glued to the ball. I need to, I, I'm trying to train myself to look elsewhere because the smartest football people do, but admittedly, yeah, my eye is always glued to the ball. Well, you are a uh, smart person football person there's no question about it i question the intelligence level of texas a&m and the amount of money that they're doling out to jimbo fisher hey, hey listen i get you know i mean national championship winning coach get him to come over you got plenty of money at a&m but good gracious some of the numbers you threw out were absolutely bizarro oh, talk about digging into that contract it's crazy. I, I think we're kind of numb to this. <laughs> I really do. Because I think last year when all these guaranteed 10-year deals start coming out, I think we all just said, this is the way that college football works. But I wanted to write this. Uh, I wrote this out a couple of weeks ago because um, my buddy Feinbaum went on with, uh, went on with Pat Smith um, and, and jocks and said, why isn't there more pressure on Jimbo Fisher to be fired? I'm like, oh. uh, that, because if they wanted to fire him after this year, they'd have to pay $86 million. So he's not getting fired. All right. He's not getting four times the biggest recorded buyout ever in college football history. Okay. That's not, happening. do we, do we know who the, who is the biggest? You said, I, I think Gus, I think Gus is still considered the biggest at 21.5 million. It's either Gus or Tom Herman. One of those two. It's either Gus, way. it's either Gus, Tom Herman, or a former Vol, because they pay <laughs> off everybody. <laughs> I, not even Tennessee is, is <laughs> reaching into the pockets like that, though. Not even Tennessee. I mean, AM, I, I feel like would be a good candidate to pay a, a steep buyout. But like, just consider this. So everybody that's saying that, oh, you know, Jimbo's got pressure going into this year, I, or even next year or whatever, I, I think two things can be true at the same time. I think A&M has a legitimate championship window in 2023 and 2024. That's when this historic recruiting class, which was obtained by good merit and not NIL, according to Jimbo Fisher. I I think that that class, we're not going to be talking about that class this year and it potentially pushing for an SEC championship or anything like that. It's just not the way that it works in college football. It's different than college basketball. So A&M can have that legitimate championship window in 2023, 2024. If they didn't capitalize on that championship window in 2024, if you're an AM fan, I'd be worried at that point. I'd be really worried because you're going to look up and you're going to realize that if this contract is unchanged, if they wanted to fire Jimbo Fisher after 2024, and I'm looking down because I've got this literally written down right here, and I keep this right next to my desk. I'm going to show you because I wanted to have the figures next to me. Yeah, I'm going to show you right there. Wow. It's an Iowa okay. fan. They send them out to all of us. It's not, I'm not an Iowa fan. Don't worry. If they wanted to fire him after 2024, they'd have to pay him $67.5 million. Yeah, I'm looking at your numbers. That's insane. I mean, that's a real thing. That's after 2024. That's three more seasons. And the crazy thing is, given the way this has worked, given the fact that he got his extension after that 2020 season, which I get to a certain extent, it was A&M's best finish 
that they've had in the AP poll since 1939. All right, you want to reward your head coach. You want to give him a raise on top of a $75 million guaranteed contract. But they got that raise and they got this new contract in place. If he has another big time year, they're going to probably give him another extension and another raise off of a contract that's already totally insane. So, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of baffling to look at some of these numbers, but they're banking on him being a coach who retires at Texas A&M. As Jimbo Fisher likes to remind us, he's got ranches, not just a ranch. He's got ranches in College Station, and that's why he wasn't leaving for LSU last year. Uh, Amanda, I want you to jump in here first. I do want to tell all the Texas A&M listeners out there, the good news is after 2030, you only owe Jimbo Fisher $9.9 million if you fire yep. him. So there's that. I mean, that's 2030, so fire away, Amanda. I just – do you think – do you think that they did this because they were scared that he was going to go somewhere else or that somebody had an, like a chance to get him? I think there's, there's some of that. I think it's just hubris. I mean, I think what so many of these deals come down to is yeah, that part partially that fear, but also this position where they're not paying that they're not paying that money, right? They have essentially mm-hmm. guaranteed that they're not even going to have that decision to make. It's not like that buyout is $30 million next year and they're going to scratch their heads and go, maybe after year five, we should pay that. I almost think they made that deal, which he's represented by Jimmy Sexton. We typically know how these things work with Jimmy Sexton. I, I think they made that deal and Ross Bjork wanted to make that splash. Remember, Ross Bjork wasn't the one who hired Jimbo Fisher. It was Scott Woodward who said that he would essentially write Jimbo Fisher a blank check to come to Texas A&M. And at the time, nobody would have laughed at that. Everybody said we would have laughed at the idea that that Scott Woodward thought he could poach Jimbo Fisher from Florida State. And then it turns out he gets him. And we're all kind of like, whoa, look at A&M. That's a game changer. So I think Ross Bjork wanted to do right by him and also kind of wanted to put A&M in that spot where they said, look, we don't want to have that decision. We don't want to have that debate. We want Jimbo Fisher to to be our coach for the foreseeable future. And if A&M is going to be the team of the 2020s and have any chance at that, or at least being in that, that second tier, maybe behind Georgia or Alabama, this is the type of contract you would hope that you don't have to worry about those buyout figures. And if he's just going to keep cranking out, you know, top 10 seasons, then that's not necessarily going to be an issue. Do you, what, I'm sorry. Go ahead. A minute. Sorry. How, how good do you think Jimbo Fisher actually is as a coach, especially with the way he left Florida State? It's a great question. I debate it constantly. I really do. Because I, I, when you see these figures, you would think that he's better than he is. And if I showed you the side-by-side of Jimbo Fisher with Mark Stoops, I think you'd be surprised. At least of the last five years, right? 2017 Florida State going into, you know, because that's kind of when Mark Stoops sort of began to get things rolling a little bit in Kentucky. And if you compared what Mark Stoops has done in Lexington compared to what Jimbo Fisher has done at Florida State and at Texas A&M, where we know resources aren't lacking, I think you'd be surprised to see the numbers against top 25 teams, the top 25 finishes, all those different things. And that, that to me, is the tough part to stomach. And I hated the way that last year played out for, for Jimbo Fisher. I, I, I went into the year thinking, all right, he's ready to kind of be back in the top five, top six you know, coaches in all of college football. And then we see almost a little bit of a repeat of 2017. If you recall 2017, DeAndre Francois goes down in that season opener against Alabama. And that was kind of all she wrote for that Florida State team. 
Jimbo Fisher did not troubleshoot. And everybody pointing to the, the, the bad offensive line play, the lack of recruiting near the end of his tenure there as the reason for their downfall. But I think part of that was Jimbo Fisher didn't troubleshoot with a backup quarterback. Last year, Jimbo Fisher did not troubleshoot with a backup quarterback. Once Haynes King went down in that second game of the year and they had to pivot to Zach Calzada, it was ugly. Outside of that Alabama game, Zach Calzada was a bad SEC quarterback. I don't really have a whole lot of faith in him being the guy at Auburn to save Brian Harson's job. But at the same time, if you're Jimbo Fisher, you can't be willing to, you, you can't necessarily be locked into this game plan that you had with Haynes King, where you're going to have all these RPOs and you want all this quarterback movement. And that's the problem that I have with Jimbo Fisher. Guy hasn't had a top 30 scoring offense or a top 30 passing offense, rather, since Jameis Winston. All right. Like this, this is, this is a guy who, if you're going to be paid that kind of money, we shouldn't be asking those questions by meanwhile, Josh Heupel, all he does is just crank out these top 10 offenses. And I know I'm, I'm, I'm pandering a little bit by saying that, but this is a guy who's done that, you know, four consecutive (laughs) years now. And I think that Tennessee fans are feeling a lot better about their offense probably than where A&M fans are about their offense. Well, I want to ask you about that because we see this in the NFL. A quarterback gets X, and then the next quarterback has to get X plus a dollar, and X plus a dollar, and X plus a dollar. Have you seen an impact of Jimbo Fisher's now that we've had some time, we've had years to kind of mull over it, uh, but you really went in depth. Have, have you seen that have any sort of impact, especially Jimmy Sexton involved? Do you see it having an impact going forward, or is this a one-off? Oh, no, it's absolutely had an impact. I mean, last year was the biggest – was the biggest change I think we've seen in these coaching contracts. Look at all these 10-year deals. Lincoln Riley, Brian Kelly, Mel Tucker, James Franklin, Mario Cristobal. I mean, the list kind of goes on and on. Like, I don't know what the figures are for this Kirby Smart deal that is imminent. That That's going to be announced really, really soon. Just book it for 10 years guaranteed money. Like, that's that's happening. And I think that Jimbo Fisher kind of set the market and because Jimbo Fisher hasn't been this guy who has been, you know, winning national championships or even getting to New Year's Six Bowls every single year, I think a lot of these coaches looked around and said, why, why am I not getting that money? If they're willing to put that kind of investment into, into Jimbo Fisher, I, I mean, surely I feel like I'm worth it. And not to take away anything from what Mel Tucker has been able to do, because there's no way I would have predicted him to go to a New Year's Six Bowl in year two at Michigan State. I still think that he has a lot to prove as a head coach. And so now Jimbo Fisher has set the market in a way that I'm sure there are a lot of athletic directors looking around going, man, so basically any coach that's that's good, I have to give a 10-year guaranteed contract to? And when you kind of lay out some of these numbers, you realize, man, like that is really, really daunting. Yeah. It's rough. Do you – I had a question. Do you think – in the SEC East, I feel like everyone knows that Georgia's on top. Would you say Tennessee is second? Would you say Kentucky kind of maybe South Carolina and Shane Beamer have like what it takes to, I guess, battle them for second place? Tennessee is my pick to finish second um, in the East. And I'll have, I do crystal ball. um, I do a crystal ball series where I pick every single game that an SEC team plays this year that comes out in August on Saturday on South.com. But I will have Tennessee as my number two team in the East, barring an injury to to Hendon Hooker or Cedric Tillman or something like that. I would say coming into this, you know, Kentucky has really done a lot to establish itself as that that number two program um, in the East. Obviously, Florida having a bad year helps that, but I still think that that Tennessee has has the most working in its favor. There is a chance that offense could be the number one in college football, and I realize Ohio State returns a ton. I realize Alabama returns a ton, but I think that what Tennessee returns 
with having Hendon Hooker, with having Cedric Tillman, with having Jabari Small, with having another year in that offense with personnel where it just kind of feels like those guys kind of get it in the way that they clicked with Hendon Hooker as the starter. To me, that's what kind of changes things. Now, I don't know that they're going to be better defensively. I thought they were going to be the worst defense in the SEC last year. And so that kind of tempered my expectations for what Tennessee could become. They're probably not going to be very good defensively this year. I have a lot of questions about that. I think, you know, losing, you know, losing Butler, losing Taylor, you know, losing all these guys that, in my opinion, were, were so valuable to that team and kind of this this transition year, I think is could really be costly for them and for Tim Banks. But I still think that from an offensive standpoint, they they could have vibes of you know Ole Miss. That's the comp that I continue to make, and I realize there are similarities because of the Levy offense, Hypo offense. But I just think not necessarily going to play a whole lot of complimentary football. They're going to be able to score points, but there might be a game or two in which they hit forty and they lose, and that's just kind of the reality. But given what Tennessee fans have dealt with from an offensive standpoint in the post Fulmer era, I think they'll take that, and I think if getting to nine and three is within play for them in November. I think that would be a massive success. I'm going to assume you're a bear. I was going to say, I'm going to assume you're a bears fan. Cause I see the helmet in the back. I am as well. I don't know uh, if you can see Walter up there, uh, but um, kind of keeping on Tennessee. Do you, do you think Valus is, is going to do well for the bears? And, and I guess, do you think there's a lot of other Vols that are going to, I guess, succeed in the NFL this season? Man, he better because I'm so sick of hearing about Packer fans giving the Bears crap for taking a guy who's, what, 25 years old uh, early in the draft. I mean, I'm so sick of hearing about that. I cannot wait for him to have his first big play in that offense and to catch, you know, a a 90-yard pass from Justin Fields just so that I can rub it in Packer fans' faces. I I really hope that that happens, but given the speed and the playmaking ability – I'm optimistic, but I'm I'm also at the point now with my Bears fandom where I've told myself if Justin Fields doesn't work out, I I, I think I might just have to find a new team. I, I really do. Oh, that would be that would be so <laughs> depressing. And you you can't really do that in college, but in the in the NFL, I think it's a little bit easier to switch. I might just start rooting for individual players or something because man, life as a Bears fan is it's just pain. It's just pain and misery. I try, I try telling people that all the time. Anyone that isn't a Bears fan, you just do not understand. It is just constant pain and misery, as, as Connor Trubisky. said. Uh, that's a swear. We don't say that. Enough said. Any Bears quarterback of all time, except for Jim McMahon. How about that? That's my guy. Like, I, I got Jim McMahon's book like, sitting right behind me here. The Jim, the Jim McMahon autobiography, which he wrote like right after the Bears. You know, had, hey, right Connor. After the 85 Bears. Okay. Can I give you a, 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 a little insight? He he didn't write that. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> it's considered in an autobiography. But the amazing thing about that book, because I read it like I read it like a year and a half ago. I'm actually working on a little project uh, with somebody where I want to kind of follow a similar tone. You feel like every single thing that comes out is of the is like something that Jim McMahon would, would absolutely say. And in the way that, that those things work, obviously, he's just sitting down you know, for hours on end telling his story. And I, I can't remember, I, think, I don't think it was Dan Pompey. I can't remember who wrote it, but um, it was one of those books that was just like went after the front office and, you know, the Hallis family and all these different things. You're just like, guys, scorched earth after he just won a Super Bowl. That's how bad the Bears management was yeah. and still is. Yeah, another really good one, if, if you go way back, is the Dallas Cowboys book that is behind me somewhere. I can't remember the name of it. But if it's well presented, I can, I can read about it. 
anybody. So, yeah, I'll, I'll certainly check that out. Connor, keep up the great work at Saturday Down South. We appreciate the time, and hopefully we can talk to you soon. Maybe we'll even see you in Atlanta or Birmingham or wherever in the heck they're holding this thing nowadays. Atlanta, I think. we, we got to get yeah. to Nashville. That's the goal. Nashville soon. It, not that oh, I hate man. Atlanta or anything, but Atlanta's great. But, yeah, let's get it to Nashville soon. Yeah, well, I'll see you wherever. Yeah, I don't hate Atlanta, but I hate Birmingham. There's something about being in a parking garage and walking, only having to walk 30 feet and being fully drenched from the sweat because it's so muggy and you're not even under the sun. But just, does, it, does it really count as SEC media days unless you're sandwiched between two belks? I mean, that to me, that's what makes the experience what it is. <laughs> that's right. I like to knock out a little shopping when I go cover the SEC. Thank you, Connor. I appreciate it, buddy. Absolutely. Anytime. Thanks, Connor. Saturday Down South. Brought to you by Biles Automotive Group. Car shopping made easy at Biles Automotive. It's their mission to be the automotive home of drivers in the Knoxville area. A huge selection of used vehicles. Uh, they have exceptional car care and customer service with a smile. The local dealership keeps a great stock of used cars, trucks, and SUVs in inventory. It's all right there. They can finance as well. They have a great selection and they keep you going with car service and repair work. Again, Biles Automotive Group on Callahan is where you need to go when you need that next car. So stay tuned with Amanda Ethan. I'm Dave Hooker. Don't forget to set your notifications on wherever you may be, be it Twitter, Spotify, wherever. And don't forget that at YouTube, we have free sneak peeks. That's right, free sneak peeks up now. All you have to do is subscribe to YouTube. And then bingo, bango, you're going to get notifications that they're up back in two minutes. To own the more that owns every job, then get to Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vassy's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vassy Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Dare to compare. This is Al's Disc Barbecue Supply, so come on in and see all the different rubs and sauces we have, plus a complete line of Green Mountain Grills. Don't be overwhelmed. We have plenty of help so you can produce the best barbecue in a maze for your family and friends. Barbecue is America's food. We'll do what we can to bring you all the best products. We're Al's Nest Barbecue, but Chattanooga goes to grill. 
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Man, I tell you, if you are uh, watching that uh, last commercial makes me want ribs in, in the morning <clears throat> and w- makes me want a cream mountain grill as, as well. You, you got me hooked, Steve Ray. Also, Right there next to Alice Nest Barbecue, they have uh, Midnight Oil right there in Ottawa. They can take care of your, all your care needs. A proud Michelin distributor. And I'll tell you what, you need to have your service done right there. It is absolutely phenomenal. So we went with what poll question at the end of the day, Ethan? Where did we go? We went with the um, when you watch football, what position do you watch prior to the snap? Why do you Wide receiver. Okay. Every time to see if there's blown coverage. Every time I look at the wide receiver. I hadn't heard that one very much, but that makes yep. it interesting. Yeah. I watch okay. it every time. So what are our choices? So I'd put linebacker, edge, quarterback, and then other for people to comment because there's just too many to list in four. But I've heard everything. I've heard running backs looking just for motion stuff, not even watching anybody really, just kind of fixating on everything and watching for motion. I've seen some people just watch the ball, you know, just watch the ball, watch it snap, and just follow it that way. I wouldn't do that personally, but but there's there's plenty of options to choose from. Especially when yeah. Lane Kiffin was, like, the offensive coordinator at Alabama, I would always watch the wide receivers just because I could see Kiffin on the sidelines get excited and throw up a touchdown before the touchdown even happened just based on busted coverage. I just like watching the wide receivers. I think they're – it's it's crazy to watch the routes that they run. Just apply. looks it looks like quarterback has taken an early lead, less than thirty minutes in. Gotcha. We have a uh, we're talking Cruton, the latest on Tennessee football recruiting coming up, and it's brought to you by Big Orange Phillies. Big Orange Phillies has the quick bites. So if you're listening during lunch, you can get something cold for the fridge or order hot food from the counter. It's awesome. Fresh ingredients, casual does not mean stale at all. Stay a while. They're right there in the middle of a beautiful halls on Maynardville Pike. Big Orange Phillies. Again, Big Orange Phillies, a great community. They're on Facebook. And when you go, throw some darts, shoot some stick with some billiards. They've got live entertainment and karaoke. And I want to underscore this most of all. It is absolutely family friendly. So we're talking crouton. Brought to you by Big Orange Phillies. Talking Cruton. Am I right or am I right or am I right? Who's on Tennessee's board? The names you need to know exclusively on Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker. 
couple of notes I gleaned from yesterday and calling around and doing a little bit of research after the balls missed out on Carnell Tate and had about uh, eight, I believe, official visitors in for the weekend. Uh, Cameron Selden, a four-star receiver from Northumberland High School in Heathville, um, will probably end up at Penn State. But Cameron Selden is one to watch because he's a better fit, according to some people I talked to in Tennessee's offense than at Penn State. He, But he's in Virginia, and that's near Penn State. They have a strong pull there. So we'll see. Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com, Chalk Talk that is on OffTheHookSports.com, said, quote, the run after catchability is really good. Watch for Clemson on TJ Searcy. As of now, they are not recruiting the six foot five, 250-pound defensive lineman South Carolina is Auburn is as well but it appears to be down to a Tennessee Florida matchup right now they're recruiting him the hardest but if Clemson drops in there then things could certainly change same thing watch out for Alabama when it comes to uh, a young man that has uh, some above average ability um, I don't think he's a five-star guy at all. I'm not knocking him, but Stanton Rammel, six foot seven, three hundred and ten pounds from Thompson High School in Alaba- Alabaster. His dad played at Alabama, so we all know that Alabama Ethan will come in at the last second before signing day and grab some of these guys. Um, Tennessee hopes they don't have somebody committed and and get somebody pulled away, but it's kind of hard to say no to Alabama and the success they've had. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, that's a quick update on Cruton. And I was talking to uh, Chris Landry yesterday about a number of things, recruiting and more and that sort of thing. And then uh, he kind of came out of left field when we were talking about best junior college players. So here's that clip again. You can find all this on offthehooksports.com and our YouTube channel. Just go to Off the Hook Sports. But here's Chris Landry on the best junior college player that he's ever seen who happened to, I don't know, be involved in a double murder case. We're talking about O.J. Simpson. Bizarre. San Francisco, oh. San Francisco Community College. He was not a um, USC out of high school guy. Uh now, he turned his life around a couple of different ways in different times, obviously. Uh, but, you know, he was a late bloomer and there's some academics and some juvenile trouble that would have gotten more play if it was in modern age, even last 20 years, a long time ago. But he was uh, now I'm going to tell you. The best junior college shape I've ever seen was was O.J. running in the uh in the California Juco leagues at San Francisco Community College, really good. When he got to USC, it was just no doubt that he was the deal, and and uh, he was obviously just a great, great college player. Um, so sorry, there was a little bit of an audio issue there, but I think people sometimes forget that OJ Simpson is one of the top five running backs easily in the history of football. I don't even think it's close. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think he just kind of gets forgotten, Ethan. Oh, I was uh, gonna... he, I, he gets he gets remembered for the wrong things. Better way to put it. 
I was just about to say, you kind of have to separate the art from the artist a little bit here. Uh, you know, talk, talk about him as a person, him as a football player as two separate entities, because as a football player, you're absolutely right. He was dominant. And, you know, one of the best all time. You can chuck him up there with Emmitt Smith, Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, all those guys, Jim Brown, whoever you want to. Uh, he, he definitely could play the game. Now, obviously, there are other things that he'll be remembered for. That's just how life is. Yeah, um, that is true. Uh, Amanda, I would struggle to come up with five running backs that are better than O.J. Simpson. I don't think you yeah. can. I mean, I, I really don't think you can. Derek Henry. Um, no, I'm kidding. I mean, well, you never know. Well, you know what's funny is you bring that up. He was kind of like the Derrick Henry of that generation. He was yeah. bigger than everybody and faster than most everybody. Stronger. Yeah, so – that's a really Except interesting like comparison. Bo Jackson. I mean, Bo Jackson was well, really good as well. But Bo's just kind of on another level athletically for me. I mean, he's oh. the greatest athlete I've seen walk in the face of the earth. And I thought by the time I was 48 that maybe I would see somebody different, but I haven't. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's better than – I love the Derrick Henry comparison. I don't know if you thought that before. That just kind of came up, but – they are very, very similar running backs. Now, let's hope Derrick Henry doesn't kill two people. That's ultimately where we are. Yeah. Allegedly. I I I'm don't kidding. even know if we can put I a know. retroactive allegedly. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm still, still pretty certain he did it. By the way, his, his tweets that came out every once in a while, like God. inspirational top tweets, he's very troubling. Else. Yeah, he's something else. The Twitter videos write? that would go on for like two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, oh dear. Did you write that book or did they stop it? Did Nicole's family stop it? They, the one, they stopped, if yeah, I, they stopped it. Okay, if I killed them, this is how I would do it kind of thing. Like, yeah. really, dude? Sociopathic behavior. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. It's evil. <laughs> It's even worse than you think. You start to watch some of those documentaries, and uh, he was in trouble from day one. And it is a classic example of how you have a player and a person that gets special treatment because he's a great football player, and then he thinks he can get away with everything. Always. And OJ and o- and Simpson, to the, to the he thought he would get away with the alleged double murders and he did he thought he'd get away with the um still in his own clothes back which seems kind of weird and um, he did not yeah he did not get away with that he, he got did like not get away with that a lot of years but yeah he just yeah sociopathic's a good way to put that bassy lawn and garden go to bassy lawn and garden in cleveland open six days a week year round they are awesome. 0% APR for up to 48 months and 3.99% for 60 months on the spot financing. So stop in today. That's Bassy Lawn and Garden. Again, Bassy Lawn and Garden. They got Toro. Count on it. So, Ethan, what do we got coming up on the site today? All kinds of good stuff. We're going to have Amanda's breakdown of why you should not root for other SEC teams, which I respectfully disagree with. That's but. The countdown continues. Uh, the most important balls coming up. I saw on Twitter where Jacob liked where he landed. And uh, Cooper, we talked to him about it. he was okay where he landed. So if you want to if you want to tease it, he was okay with it. I don't think he was 100% pleased. But uh, if you want to tease this forward, what have we got uh, coming up uh, today? 
Yeah, we've obviously got that, and then we'll just have anything breaking news. I might write something on um, Jalen Smith, obviously Tennessee's uh, three-star, fringe four-star guy, uh, setting a commitment date. And then we'll have something on Zach Joyce in the coming days. We'll have something on uh, Tennessee's opponents for this upcoming season and the upcoming days as well. And just before I end, I, I want to – you were talking about OJ, and I, I just – I can't let this slide, so I have to say something. You said you couldn't name five running backs better than OJ. I absolutely could. Like, okay, who? Walter Payton, yeah. Jim Brown – Emmett Smith, Barry Sanders, Marshall Falk. And I could chuck Adrian Peterson in there as well. I wouldn't go Emmett. No, Bo Jackson. And I'm a Cowboys fan. Uh, I mean, maybe even Bo Jackson, too. Yeah, let's just chuck him in there. Well, I don't know. you have to have a longer – I mean, he had like a – Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure I'd put Bo, actually. But okay, I, so, I would I would definitely put the five guys I named. Maybe even Gail Sayers. Gail Sayers again hurt. I thought of him while we were yeah. passing this over. I would have him – perhaps in front. Um, I would not have Emmett Smith. Marshall Fox is different the way he was Emmett a hybrid Smith is player. Fair. Emmett Smith yeah. is fair. Not, um, and I used he's to in, he's in the argument. I'd say he's in the argument regardless, but that's fair. Well, when you're the all-time leading rusher, yeah, you're in the argument. But I actually would argue that he was he was better than Barry Sanders back in the day because I was a diehard Cowboys fan. I'm Ooh. being a little bit more realistic now. I mean, Barry, Barry Sanders was with an yeah, awful he was, he was, line and yeah, the he was, Lions. He was, <laughs> he was better. Yeah. So, um, okay, real quick, I would take uh, Barry. Um, I would take Sayers if if he were healthy longer. So I'm, I'm rolling that up. This is just my list, okay? Uh, uh, Walter. Um is a pure running back again marshall falk was different man that offense yeah. just opened things up for him it's it, it's hard for me to find a place for him i almost could have him on the top five wide receivers of all time i mean he's that versatile which i mean that is a, an incredible compliment but i when i think of running back amanda i, I don't think marshall falk doesn't pop into my mind because he, he was so versatile and did other things Am I crazy? Do you know no, I mean I don't think that's that's crazy by any stretch. Do you know who my favorite running back of all time is? Uh, Madden. I'm going to go. Who? Madden Curse. I think he would have been one of the greatest. Adrian Peterson. No. I was about to say he's already up there. <laughs> yeah. About to say LT. Sean Alexander. Okay, that's solid. Oh Sean yeah. Alexander. He played for the Seahawks. Yeah. I think well, tippy toes. Yes, I think he would have been up there with the greatest if if he didn't get hurt. I knew a guy that covered him one time in recruiting to the point that he would uh, on family trips. Sean's from Kentucky, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Not sure where but, he's from. but anyway, wherever the family trip was, it would somehow meander to Sean's house, and he would just leave his family in the car, and he would go in and interview Sean. Super weird. Um, <laughs> All right. And you know, can't you can't even bring the kids in there. Like, no, <laughs> that okay. would be unprofessional. Thank you, City Heat and Air. If you have any sort of HVAC issues, go with Dependable City Heat and Air. They've been doing it for over 50 years. They're not some fly-by-night group. Again, set your notifications on. Subscribe to YouTube. Get more off-the-hook sports. For Amanda, Ethan, I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a, been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.